Welcome to the Remnant Christian Center's podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message. Share about this woman that you have blessed me with. Uh, Proverbs 31:30 says, "Charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised." And it's no coincidence that one of her favorite stories is on Esther. Because if you look at the the story of Esther, she's very humble, didn't want to be in the scene, but she knew there was a calling on her life from God, and she was obedient to that calling. And if you look at before the king, there was many women brought before him, and some of them were charming. But he saw the deceit. Some of them were beauty, beauty beyond, you know, what your eyes can see. But it was just passing. He knew that would pass. But he saw a woman who feared the Lord and risked everything. And it changed the kingdom and it changed the king. And I stand before you today as a king that my kingdom wouldn't have not been changed if it wasn't for this Esther. And that right there is proof, and every one of them will tell you that they are where they are today because we have a woman in the house, a queen who fears the Lord. So I want to ask our firstborn to come up and pray over mom before she gives her word. I love you. And these flowers are for you. On behalf of all of us, we just want to say that we're proud of you. (laughs) All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for my amazing mom, Father God, and the woman of God that she is. Lord, I pray that you will use her as a vessel today to speak forth your word, Father God. Lord, I pray that she will open the portals of heaven, Father God, through her voice today and that lives will be changed. Lord, I thank you for the calling she has on her life. Thank you for her obedience that she has said yes to the call. Father God, Lord, we thank you. Many of us would not be here today if it wasn't for her, God. So Lord, we thank you for her. We bless her. We lift her up, God. And Lord, I pray that you will continue to speak even today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys. Love you. That's not fair. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Well, last night was awesome. Can I get a shout? Wow, wow. All I can say is wow, wow, wow. And tell me how I went to bed at uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. I was up at 6, and I'm like so refreshed. That never happens. So only God, only God. But um, gosh, guys, my heart is so full. That's not fair, but is actually appropriate for the message that I have today. Um, but before I do that, I want to honor everyone really quickly. I had a huge team, an amazing team that helped me yesterday. Guys, if you helped me and anybody who had any part to play, please stand up real quick. I like to, I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Thank you. 
So um, it was just amazing. Honestly, is it is not a one person thing. We could never like have such an amazing night if it wasn't for the help of everyone. So I really, really appreciate it. Rady, girl. Mm. Woo! Wow. Rady and I connected the minute I met her. And I just had, we just had this love for each other, and I had this love for her like a mama. And, um, and I remember the first time you shared some of your stuff, and I know it's deeper, so one day you need to have the whole platform. Um, and I was like, oh, my God. I said, Grady, you need to come to my show. We got to, you know, we gotta, you got to testify. And it's been a few years. And um, this conference, I always pray, guys, like before I do anything, Lord, who is it that you want for this conference? Because it belongs to the Lord. And um, he highlighted, and I didn't even have to ask her. She goes, I already know what you're going to ask me. Isn't it awesome to live by the Spirit? Because she's like, I already know what you're going to ask me. So I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> right? So anyways, it was amazing. And then really quickly before I get to my message, okay, I'm going to do this. Um, PG, thank you. Oh, my God. So it is the women's conference, right? And all of a sudden, I don't even know what I was saying. And I'm in the middle of and I'm like, is that my pastor? Oh, my gosh. You have no idea what that meant to me. Like, it meant the world. I was like a little kid, like, waiting for daddy to come home. And they're like, oh, daddy's there. Daddy's there. Like, the girls get when they see Frankie come in. It was so cute. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I know that Rady appreciated that as much because I know that you are a huge part of her victory. Amen. Anyhow, um, my message for you today is holding on to the promise. And it was just, I had no idea that uh, my family was going to come up. Um, so I, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> um, and I have permission to share, guys. But more than a message today, I want to share my story, our story. And it was great that my husband came because one of the things that I was going to say, you know, I'm here, I'm the one here with the mic, but it's actually our story. And so today I stand here before you as a woman of God, as a sister, as a mother, um, to share my testimony. Those of you that know me know that I love testimonies. I have a show on testimony because I love, love, love to see the power of God. You know, sometimes you can preach to people and you can share the word, but there is nothing like a testimony that people can say, there is no God. Right? Um, that text you sent me this morning, it was just like confirmation because that was what I was going to start my message with. It's Revelations 12, 11. It says, and they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Um, hmm. This is why I'm sharing this today. As I stand here and I'm going to be transparent, I want you to know that God is no respecter of person. Okay? And it's never easy. Just like I said last night for you, Rady, like I have so much more respect for you because I know what it takes to come before hundreds of people and share your story. But you see, there's something that happens when you share the story, you share the journey, but then you share the victory. Because it gives people hope. 
And one of the things that I've learned as I've grown in the Lord and grown in the ministry is that sometimes you can still be a church, you can be a churchgoer, you can be a Christian, and still go through the same stuff that a lot of people go through. Um, you know, I often have people that will come to me like, oh, my gosh, you know, you got such a beautiful family. You know, they see the outside. Like, they see us now, and, you know, we have grandkids, and now we're like, wow, like, such a beautiful family. And when I hear that, something inside of me says, hmm, if you only knew what it took to get there. If you only knew the story. And as I look... And I hear other people's stories and people that struggle, and sometimes they don't get their victory. Divorce happens, things happen, kids go astray, all of this stuff. I wonder, how would people do what it takes? And this is not a condemnation message. I promise you it's not. But it's me coming here being vulnerable sharing my story and telling you there was a lot of times that I wanted to quit. There was a lot of times that I wanted to throw in the towel. There was a lot of times that I wanted to go in my flesh. There was a lot of times that I was like, you know, I'm done. I'm just tired of being superwoman. There was, you see, the Rosie you see today, you always see me smiling because I have the joy of the Lord and happy, but you don't know what it took to get there. There's a lot of people in this room that know me 15 years ago. <laughs> and some of you never had a clue of what we went through. Okay? So I want to do, I'm going to take you to my childhood and who Rosie was. And this is, I, I thought about it and kind of like tickled me inside because I was like, ooh, they're going to know the real one. Right? <laughs> um, but I want you to know, because I know that a lot of you can, are going to be able to relate to this, and I want you to know from the beginning where uh, my faith came from. Um, so my childhood, I grew up in a Christian home, like a lot of you have, uh, Spanish Pentecostal, you know, uh, yeah, that's how I grew up. And I actually remember, like, just hearing about the power of God. And it's probably why I'm so, like, passionate about signs and wonders and miracles and all of that. I mean, I lived literally, I remember being a little girl, and I remember um, God healing my grandmother from cancer. Um, that was, like, a natural thing. We would go to church. They would have this Holy Spirit services, and, you know, people would get healed, and all these things would happen. And um, this is me probably about eight, from eight to, like, 10 and a half or 11, so I was really young, and I remember always thinking, like, God, wow, like, God is so awesome, you know, he's so powerful, and I would see these people at church, you know, they were filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues and dancing in the spirit, the power of God, and I was like, wow, that's awesome, but then I saw another side of people, mm. and I was like, man, where, like, where's God? <laughs> Isn't God nice? <laughs> right? Isn't God love? This is me as a little kid, people. Okay? So I tell you that as parents. This is me as a little child in my head. But wait, if God heals and does all this stuff, but isn't he good? And then, as a little girl, I remember always feeling, even though I wasn't, like, super bad and nothing really dramatic happened to me as a child... But I always felt like I was always doing something wrong. 
you know, if I wanted to look pretty and stuff, it's like, oh, she's got a Jezebel spirit. You know, if I walked a certain way, which I do walk a certain way and I can't help it, it was like, oh. I mean, and then I always felt like, oh, God is going to punish you. You know, anytime you say God is going to punish you, don't do that because God is going to punish you. Anybody can relate to that? You know, if you lie, God is going to punish you. You know, if you don't behave, God is going to punish you. So here was my distorted image of God. Oh, man. I know God is real, and I know he is good, and he's supposed to be my father, but if I do something wrong, I'm going to get a pop house, right? So I grew up with that. I grew up that there's nothing that I could have done to try to please this God who is so awesome and so powerful. All that, fast forward to say that I got turned off by Christianity. I got turned off by the church. I got turned off by religion because I was like, I know God is real, but God don't really like me, right? So fast forward, you know, I think I was about 11 when that kind of switched in my life, and I, I, you know, I walked my life without the Lord. I knew there was a God deep inside, like I love God. But I, I was away from him, and I knew that, I always knew that if I die today, I'm not going to heaven, okay? There wasn't, like, a question in my mind about that. And now that I was doing, like, super bad things, I mean, according, compared to, like, my, my friends and stuff, I wasn't. But I, I knew enough of God that I knew I wasn't saved. And all throughout, I knew about God, but I didn't know God, does that make sense? I knew enough about God, about how powerful he was, about that there is a God. So the devil never came to me to try to even doubt that there was a God. Okay? But I didn't know God. Fast forward. Um, we get, I meet my amazing husband. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> we meet, we, I, I, we get married like right out of high school. So we started our lives really, really young. Okay, without the Lord, guys. This is me without Jesus. The only person in this room that knows us without Jesus is Yvette and Harvest, not even the girls. Okay, because we go way back then. Okay, so they, they know. Um, but you know what? God did, God did an amazing thing. Um, fast forward, we were married a couple of years. Bianca was about... Uh, Four years old, Mindy was about two. We had two kids, and it was bad. It was bad. He was done. I was done. <laughs> Didn't have the Lord yet. And don't tell me how God just shows up one day. We both get saved at the same time. Like, it was amazing. I remember just feeling, I remember walking into the church and just feeling the presence of God, and we weeped. I mean, it's an incredible story. I won't go through all the details, uh, but it was an incredible story. God just showed up in our lives when we were both about to give up. You know, I was ready to go and raise my girls, you know, without a father, went back to New York and did all that, and then God just miraculously showed up. And I saw this man, okay, I grew up Christian. He grew up Catholic, not really knowing much about anything. And I saw this man be transformed, like, immediately. I was like, who is this guy? I was like, wow. But that was the work of the Holy Spirit, okay? So fast forward, here we are. We're so on fire for God. God does all these miracles, right? I thought I was just going to have two kids, ha, 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 right? I have six now. 
<laughs> uh, I thought two kids is good, you know. And um, all of a sudden, our lives just totally changed. Like, God just showed up in such a powerful way. I mean, even from then, like, all we could do was just talk about God and, and, and tell everybody how good God is and the miracle that he did in our lives and all of that good stuff, right? And so, so here we are, two years into that. And um, when the Lord encounters my husband, because he did, like, encounter him in a mighty, mighty way, you know, we hit a wall. The reason why, because the Lord convicted him so heavily, and he says, hey, 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 I saved you. I saved your wife. I'm saving your kids. But before we get all started in this walk with the Lord, you need to talk to your wife about certain things and start fresh. Not get into details, but you know what? <laughs> I want to be transparent and I have permission because him and I today are an open book so that people can get healed and saved. Okay? So that when we come here and we stand here in front of people, you don't think that we're perfect. You don't think that we've done everything right and we've never gone through anything. Okay? So that if we could do it, we can stand here today years later. Okay? You can do it too. This is about family today. This is about believing the promises of God. Amen? Amen? So we fast forward. We went through all of that. God miraculously just worked in my heart. And we went, he restored us. He really did restore us. And I would, fast forward. It was so bad, guys, that I almost cursed at God. Yeah, I know I'm so ashamed to say it. I am ashamed to say it, but I was so hurt because I was like, God, I give my life to you, and now this happens? Like, I started blaming God for stuff. I did that. I did that, and I said, I vowed to God. I looked up, and I said, I will never go to church again. I did. Two days later, he pushed me to church. Don't tell me how that happened. That's another story. But I'm telling you, that day, supernaturally, because my mind was saying, you, you're stupid. You're, you don't need to go there. You know, God is not going to do nothing for you. And my body was walking to church. That's a no, whole nother, I'm telling you. And I said, and I remember there was a struggle to get back to church. And I remember... I remember I was, like, tired. I ran to church. I'm like, what the heck is happening to me? You ever seen a movie where you have the devil and, like, a little angel? I was going through that spiritual warfare. I can tell you I know what it's like for the enemy to come in your head. So why don't you just kill yourself? You'll get him back for that. I know all that stuff. I, 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 my body went through it, and I was like, oh, my God, this was a real thing. Why am I so on fire for the Lord? Because he saved me when I didn't even want him. He saved me when I cursed him. And then I realized, whew, this is a supernatural thing. You see, I was newly in the Lord, even though I, I was raised in the Lord. And I realized, and I was like, God, you obviously need to speak to me. <laughs> so if I don't hear anything that pertains to me, like I am done, I am going to go out there and be the biggest <clears throat> that there can be. I'm going to leave my kids with my mother, and I am going to go and live the crazy life. That's what I told God. 
I did. I know. I'm ashamed. <laughs> the message, the minute I entered that room, I never forget. I never forget. I felt the presence of God just hit me, and I started crying. The message was forgiveness. What? Tell me God don't speak today. Forgiveness. Fast forward. God did an amazing things in our lives, and we decided that we were going to have another baby. Right, babe? And um, Trevor, you talked about your redemption baby. That's what we call Sammy. I was looking for Sammy when he said that. Yeah. That was our redemption baby. We said, like, oh, let's have one more. You know, maybe we'll have a boy, but she was Sam, but we love you. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I called her our redemption baby because this was the one baby that we knew that came in the picture and came in our home. And she was the meaning of our restoration. Okay. So, anyways, fast forward. Fast forward. I'm going to fast forward. Um, the enemy is after your family. Okay? The enemy is after your family because he knows that where there is unity and you have God... There is no stopping you because you have purpose and a destiny, and so does your kids. Amen? So this is why you go to the spiritual battles that you go through. This is why you go through all the nonsense. This is why, because the enemy is after you and your family. But it takes someone to say, you know what? Mm -mm. Not here. Not my home. So fast forward, we have Sammy. We're so excited. Our redemption baby. Um, We come back. Yeah, we're done. (laughs) I said, we're done. And then, voila, we get our Christian. (laughs) We get our Christian. However, that was a surprise to us. To us, but not a surprise to God. Okay. And I won't go into all the details, but I just wanted to give you a foundation so you know where we came from. We always loved the Lord. We lived on fire for the Lord. We lived, you know, we were, um, we were a couple that were always about righteousness and holiness. Okay? Why do I tell you that? Because you need to keep your guards up and you need to be watchful all the time. Sometimes we can get so busy doing the work of the Lord that you neglect certain things at home. So I am so sorry, but I'm not, to tell you that you are called to be watchmen for your family. You cannot be asleep. You cannot think that you're too holy or too Christian or too spirit-filled for the enemy to come to attack. If the enemy is attacking, it's because of the call in your life. And I'm telling you, this is not pretty for me to talk about this. this is not, but I'm doing it so it can set you free. So that you can be aware of the tactics of the enemy and you know how to fight him. Okay, so here we are. We made this beautiful bubble for our kids, right? And then our marriage gets attacked. While we were serving God. While we are doing leadership stuff. Okay? 
And we, again, here we are. And I was like, I'm done. That's it. I'm done. And I was ready to walk away. As a matter of fact, I remember calling this lady and this man, and I said, I'm done. I remember calling, making a phone call, calling my sister-in-law. Because I had decided, this is it. And I get on the phone, and I said, hey, I don't even know if Frankie actually knows this or not. I don't know if we ever talked about this. But I remember saying, hey, I just want to let you know that Frankie and I are getting a divorce. And all of a sudden, I hear, no! I was like, what the heck? She's like, no! You can't do that! I was like, it's my marriage. She goes, if you can't make it, how will I make it? I was like, what? She goes, if your marriage gets broken, how am I going to make it? It's okay. It's okay. And I was like, what? God, I am tired of making decisions for other people. (laughs) It is time that I do what I want to do, what my flesh wants to do. And then I was like, what in the world? And I remember the one day when I told her, my friend, you see, I never, everything that I dealt with before was me and God because I was very private. So understand what I'm doing right now because I still kind of feel like that. And I remember going to my friend. The reason why I tell you this is because the enemy will isolate you when you're going through stuff. And instead of you going to people that can breathe life into your situation, instead of you going to people that's going to hold your hand and was like, I am not going to let you do that. Instead of going to your friend who's going to say, yeah, girl, go leave that man. Go and do your thing. You need to go to the right people. And I remember that. I never forget This woman brought the heavens down, and she says, you will not get a divorce. And she brought the heavens down. She prayed when I couldn't pray for myself. She prayed when I didn't want to pray. She prayed. We said, like, no, girl, we are fighting this together, and this is not going to happen, and you're not going to leave him. And you know what? It was that I know it. It was that prayer that changed my heart. Those of you that know me know that when I say, ask my kids, when I say something, I don't go back. That's, it was, it was that that changed my heart. And I said, oh God, why do I tell you that? Did you see what just happened? If I would have gone with my flesh and say I am done, I give up. I'm doing what I want to do. I wouldn't have what I have today. Because you see, the enemy didn't just come to try to destroy my marriage. He's like, oh, I can't get her. She's unbreakable. I can't get him. He chose family over everything else. Because yes, he had a choice. He chose family. He chose God. Can I tell you that you can't go by your feelings? Your feelings and your heart will let you astray. You have to go by what the word of God says. Believe in his word. And do it even when it doesn't feel like it. 
So you do what you know to do, and you let God do what only he can do. So now he can't get to us because we got it right with the father. He said, I'm going to get her kids. Okay? So I tell you, we were so on fire for God. We raised the kids. You know, my kids will tell you they didn't even watch Disney movies. I didn't even let them watch Disney movies at home because we were so on fire for God for righteousness and holiness. Okay? I mean, they can tell you. So here we are. (laughs) So here we are, right? This is how I raised my kids. Why do I tell you that? Because we did everything we knew to do right and raised our kids in the fear of the Lord and, and take things away from our house so that the enemy doesn't come in. We did all of that. And the enemy still came in because he will always go through the weakest link. Okay? Enemy comes in. I'm going to fast forward. And like I said, I do have permission to do this. She's like, Mama, if the Holy Spirit leads you, you say it. So all my kids have their stories, and all my kids have their uh, testimony. But there was this one who the enemy said, that one, I'm going to get her. And I know it's not a secret for a lot of people. Because a lot of a lot of you I know for a long time, and with social media now we know everybody's business, even when you try to hide it, right? <laughs> we know everybody's business. So, but here is the thing: God is faithful. There's God is good. God will fulfill the promise that He gives you. If you stay faithful and you stay in faith, you see, because you have to have faith and know that what God says and when he says it, he will do it. You can't walk in fear. Fear activates the enemy to work in your life. Did you know that? And faith and fear cannot coexist. Either you're going to walk in fear or you're going to walk in faith. And so I tell you this because I know sometimes we read scriptures and we have these awesome quotes, but are we living that? And I, and I tell you that because I want, you, I want your families to be successful. I want you all to walk in the fullness of God. I want us to be world changers. And God has called us to be world changers. But if we're not walking right, if we're not following that example, If we're not showing that God is who he says he is to other people that are watching, then how is that going to happen? And what's going to happen in our lives? So, this particular child of mine, I wish that I could tell you that I did it right. I had good intentions. I love the Lord. But I wish... I could have been more of a mother then when everything was happening that I was. You see, because when the enemy came and attacked her in so many different ways, he attacked her with her identity, trying to do like all of this stuff that happened even throughout from um, school age for years. I was so angry at the enemy. And yes, I got offended with God. 
I was like, okay, God. <laughs> yeah, hear me? Maybe I was the only one that got offended at God, ever. I was like, I did everything you told me to do. I forgave when I didn't want to forgive. I have yielded to this when you told me to yield. When I wanted to do this, I didn't do this. I raised my kids and I taught them this and I bubbled them from the world. And I did this and I did that and I did this and I did that. What's going on? But you see, your kids and your family, they have to walk out their own testimony. That's what I learned. No longer can people go, your kids, by, oh, my mom's God, or dad's God, or my godparents' God. They have to have their own God. And it's not into your children, your family, your spouse, whoever it is that you're praying for truly has an encounter with the Lord that they're going to walk through the fullness of that. So what is your job? Your job is to stand in faith. Your job is not to bow down to the plans of the enemy. Your job is not to agree with the enemy. Your job is to say, devil, I don't think so. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how bad it gets. I don't care what I see in the natural. My kids belong to the Lord. My marriage belongs to the Lord. We got purpose. We got destiny. We're going we're gonna to move the kingdom of God here on earth and heaven because that's what you created us to do. You got to have that in the inside of you. Because I'm sorry to say if you don't, you're not going to succeed. So it takes that. What does it take? You hold on to the promise of God. You hold on. You know what I did? I watched testimonies after testimonies after testimonies after testimony. If God did it for them, he will do it for me. If God did it for that mom, he will do it for me. If God did it with this person, he will do it for me. If God did it with that child, he will do it with my kid. Do you know that I never agreed with the titles that she put upon herself or the enemy put upon her? I never did. Oh, is she this? No, she thinks she is. She's working on her testimony. No, she's not. Cool story. I want to get to a part because this is what I feel like that we need to know. If you want different results, you have to do things different. And I feel like the the church has failed a lot of us, me included, in showing who God is and really showing the love of God. We cannot be afraid of who walks in the doors of this house. I don't care what they look like. I don't care who they say they are. If this is the house where God is, God is going to do a thing. So you can't be afraid. Right? Hold on to the promise. When I thought and when it looked like there's no way that something, that things are going to change. I never forget when my little girl, one day, when she was three years old, could hardly speak. Kind of like JJ. If you see my little JJ, she's just learning to talk. And she's just putting like three uh, words together. 
And I remember one day I was doing dishes. And she comes, she goes like, mama, mama, mama. I was like, what, honey? When I grow up, I'm going to be a lady preacher. My hands are standing. I looked at her, and I said, that child just prophesied. Because I knew she had no idea what she was saying. She had no idea. She didn't know how to talk, really. She had just started talking. I didn't even know a lady preacher at that time. That's funny. I didn't know a lady preacher. I didn't even know who Joe Spires were at that time, because that was when I newly, newly got saved. But you know what? God said, I'm going to let this child prophesy over her life right now so that when things go wrong, when this mama sees that there is no hope, that things are not going to change, she remember the word that I gave her and the prophecy that I gave her that, mama, I'm going to be a lady preacher one day. And that's what I held on to, the promises of God. And when things look bad and when, when things got worse, because they will get worse before they get better, I was like, no, God, you said. I was like, no, God, you said. You said, and you spoke through her. You prophesied that she was going to be a lady preacher. <sighs> Sorry. I'm on fire. <laughs> what is the promise that God is giving you? What is that promise that you're holding on to? What is that that you're believing God to do for your family, for you? What is it? Is it a healing? Is it your marriage? Is it your kids? Is it your parents? Is it your sister? Is it your brother? We need to be contending for our families too, by the way. We need to be contending for our families. We cannot be okay with our families not being saved. And I'm going to tell you something, because sometimes, especially when you do ministry, you, you give and you give and you give to other people. Don't forget about your family and pray for them, too. So I held on to the promises of God, no matter what it looked like. I'm going to fast forward, because she's got an amazing testimony. By the way, there's a documentary that's coming up. So I won't give a lot, because that's her story to share. And there's also a book that's coming up, Pray Mama. Okay? There's going to be a lot more details there as well. So I'm not going to get into a whole lot of details. But this is funny because this is what I really felt in my heart that I had to share. Because this was the difference. I remember one day doing dishes again. I don't know what it is with the dishes. I don't know. Maybe while I'm doing dishes, it's like everything just flushes out of my hand. I'm like, oh, now I can talk to her, right? I don't know what it is. But anyhow, I'm doing dishes again. And at this time, things between her and I are bad. There was such a spiritual warfare going on in the house. I mean, it was, oh, it was not nice. And, you know, I wish that I had all the wisdom that I had, but I, 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 I didn't. I just, it was just a lot, and I couldn't deal with it. And on top of that, there was just so much going on in my life at that time. And I remember I've been doing dishes one day, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, you need to love her and be her mom, and you need to let me be her God. And I was like, what? He goes, love her 
and be her mother, and you let me be her God. And I was like, what? And I remember just falling on the floor and crying. I was like, God, but I love her. I love her. How am I not going to love her? That's my baby. I love her. She said, but she doesn't feel it. She thinks she doesn't belong. She feels different. And it's why she believes the lies of the enemy. And it hit me like, like somebody punched me in the chest. And I said, God, but I don't get it. And I realized that I was so angry at the devil that she thought I was angry at her. The devil's a deceiver, y'all. But you see how he can come in? This is why you have to be on your watch. But we serve a redeeming God. Amen. And I remember that shifted everything. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. And I remember he says, you're going to do things, not your own way. I remember having dreams where the Lord say, I'm going to do certain specifics because I think it's going to hit home. Because I would have done it differently my way. Thinking good intentions and thinking that I'm righteous. Religious. That religious spirit that I hated when I was little crept in here. Not meaning to. Not meaning to. I remember I had a dream one day. And this is when things, after I heard that word that the Lord said, oh, he also told me you are not to preach to her. I know. It sounds opposite of what we're supposed to do, right? But this is my story, so I got to share it. He said, you are not allowed to preach to her. Okay. Because this is what we do, right? Saturday mornings over coffee, guys, our intense talks. He goes, you're not allowed. I said, okay, it's on. Little by little, little by little, I started, like, calling her more and, hey, Little by little, she was like, oh, hey, ma, yeah, yeah, okay. You know, <laughs> little by little, little by little. And I'm thinking, I don't know, she might tell you something different, but this is me, mama, thinking. I'm thinking one day she said, you know what, I'm going to test how, how, how real this is, right? So one day I have a dream. Really quickly, I'm almost done. But I, 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 want, I, I want you to hear this because it's really important. I have a dream because the Lord speaks in dreams. But the reason why I tell you this is because if you listen to the Holy Spirit and you're quiet enough to follow his instructions, he will guide you. Sometimes we're just so busy being angry, being offended, being in the moment that we forget to bring God into the picture to listen to what he's telling us to do. The Bible says that he's our counselor and our guide for a reason. But sometimes we forget that. I remember I had this dream and she was walking in the house and she came with a friend, and I lost it. I was like, how dare you come in my house and disrespect my house like this? And I heard the audible voice of the Lord. He said, you will not behave that way. <laughs> so I wake up, and I'm like, whoa, it's a dream. Thank God. That's just a dream. <laughs> It's just a dream. <laughs> two weeks later. Two weeks later, what happens? It happened. And I was like, 
Hi. How are you? Nice to meet you. You see, my religious way would have said, hey, I love you, but you can't bring that in the house. It's not what God told me. Guess what? That was probably the one time that girl saw Jesus in my house. I don't know. Fast forward. One time. Jesus. Anyways, guys. God is good and he is faithful. What is your promise? What is your promise? Fast forward, God already spoke to me. She's coming home. He gave me dreams that she's coming and she's coming, right? And I remember one day she calls me recently, like two years ago or something. And she's a mom. She goes, can I come home, you know, just for a little bit? And I'm like, yes. And I knew in my spirit. I knew things were happening in the spirit. Okay, because I've been praying. And I'm going to tell you something untraditional, too, because I think it's going to help a lot of people. How do you deal with things that you don't understand when you're praying for a loved one to get saved and you don't understand because you love God and you want to do things the right way? And it's part of her story. But I remember she was going through this, like, new age thing phase, right? And she'll, she'll talk about it one day on her own. And, and um and I could have said, you know what? You could come to the house, but you know, that new age stuff, like don't bring that to the house or whatever. I was like, yeah, of course, come. I don't care. Because the God that's in my house and the God that is in me is more powerful than anything that's in the world. You see, a lot of times people will be like, oh yeah, like you're scared. Oh, this person is into witchcraft. Or, oh, this new age stuff. Oh my God. I'm like, what? That's nothing compared to the God that's inside of us. So this is a really cool story. And I'm getting to the end. And I remember one day, I'm going in the house, and she's doing this meditation thing in her room, right? I was like, okay, okay. So I go, and I put on my worship music right outside the room. And I was like, okay, God, it's on. And I start worshiping God, and I start praising the Lord, and I start believing in the promises of God. And I say, God, I know you said, Lord, as she is meditating, God, I just pray that she will encounter Jesus, that he would just walk in that room. And I started going, get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. And she's doing her thing, and I'm like, get up, get up, get up, get up out of, and guess what? She's out the grave, people. Last night, last night was my promise fulfilled. And I could talk about all my other kids, okay? That was just a highlight. But every child was tested. And I believe, I believe for Bianca, I believe for Mindy, I believe for Sam, I believe for Chris. And I said, devil, you are not going to have my kids. You are not going to have my kids. Because there's a calling in their life. They're going to serve you for the rest of your life. They are forerunners for the kingdom of God. And you will not have my kids. Last night was the fulfilled promise. And I didn't even like, he said, then all of a sudden I'm looking back. I said, oh, my kids are there. All my kids are worshiping and serving the Lord. That is the fulfilled promise. What is your promise? What did God promise you? What did God promise you? What did God promise you? He is able. He is faithful. He's going to do it. Stand up to the promise. I don't care what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it looks like. You walk by faith and not by sight. 
you walk by faith and not by sight. It's not by power, but by God's spirit, says the Lord. Believe in the promise. He is real, guys. He is faithful. You got to fight, though. You got to fight. You can't just be like, oh, God is the Lord. No. You got to put on the armor of God and you got to face that adversary and say, no, devil, you will not have my marriage. You will not have my kids. You will not have my family. So I leave you with this. If you're here today and you got offended at God for, for whatever reason, you even cursed that God at one point. It doesn't matter. Look at us now. Come home. If you've been leaving God, you've been believing God for something, right now is the time. Whatever you're believing for, if God give you, if you're believing for a healing, come home. I'm going to take two more minutes and I'm going to give it to PG. Because sometimes I want to touch to another group of people. Sometimes you have believed God. Sometimes you have prayed. Maybe you've done everything that you know to do and it hasn't come to pass. I need you to know that God is sovereign and there's always a reason. Don't doubt him. Don't doubt him. Sometimes we don't understand and I'm not going to stand here and tell you that we know everything, we have all the answers. Like when I stood with my sister Regina and we prayed and we believed that healing was going to take place because it was a calling in Jacqueline's life. But can I tell you that in a weird, doesn't make sense kind of way, it was her death that made my kids come home? What? It was the reality of eternity that one day we're going to face a God and we have to answer. It was a sisterhood coming together, believing God and finally say, God, not our will, but your will be done. And tell me how that makes sense that today I stand here before you, before my spiritual family and tell you that we are living our fulfilled promise. But yet my sister lost her daughter still coming to terms with that but what if maybe just maybe the Bible says that we're spirits with God before we come here this is not Bible but hear me how what if before we come to earth we're having this interview with God and he says hey Rady you a lot and you're going to suffer and you're going to go through a lot of pain and you might be mad at me through the process but you know what when you overcome and you give your testimony we're going to have a harvest and it's going to bring more people and you said I'll do it God 
and you will find your way back to me. What if? So you see, when we don't understand the work of the Lord, when we don't understand what we feel like God has not answered us the way that we want him to, trust him. There's always a plan. Hold on to your promise. You know, yeah, you can put that up. I want you to just feel this from the Lord. I just, today's a little different because this is a family talk today. You didn't get a lot of Greek and Hebrew today. You didn't get a lot of uh, maybe deep things that you may think. But I want to share with you something as you guys stay here. Now, the leaders, I want you to put Romans chapter 4, verse 20 through 22. The, I feel that the Holy Spirit in a different way today is because there are some people in this room that needed to hear this, a real story uh, of, of hope. You know, I, I passion almost all of them, and I look at them, and I'm so proud of all of them. I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud of Mindy. so proud of Christian and Sammy. I looked at Christian yesterday, and I put my arm around Christian. And, and I, let me say this. If I can say this lovingly, I saw them all. I saw their journey. I saw them start with the Lord. I saw all of them backslid. All of them. I remember Bianca when she came from from New York. She was one of my first leaders of the Caratini family. She would, and I would brace myself because she would come running and hugging me. And I'm like, here she comes. Bam, here's Bianca, right? Bianca would spend hours with the Lord when she was a teenager. She would lock herself in the room and she would provoke the whole family. Right? And then she went through a rough patch, a hurtful patch. And the enemy tried to snatch her out. But she's here. She's serving the Lord. Mindy's here. She's serving the Lord. Sammy's here serving the Lord. Christian's here serving the Lord. Come on! Come on! And her parents had to watch them go through hell and I remember walking with them saying oh my god you know sometimes you see an individual they're so dark they're so far and us as Christians the first thing that comes out of our mouth like look at that I can't believe that instead of instead of you know what what caused them to go astray there's something that they're looking for But because she stood to her promise, listen, here's a key. Guys, I'm, I'm ending with this. And she did not waver. Now, listen, her feelings may have gone up, but her declaration of her faith didn't waver. Look at what God says about Abraham and why God answered his prayer. Are you ready? You want God to answer your prayer? I want everyone to zoom in on me because I'm, 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 I'm closing with this, with her message. The Lord has been dealing with me. If I'm going to be very transparent with you today, it's Transparent Sunday. So I want to be transparent with you. One of my biggest battles lately is not uh, out there in the world. is doubt, and I have to battle with doubt. And because when you're standing in the promise, for me, believing for healing, going to Atlanta, hardly anything happened. You know, it just went again, hardly anything happened. And I'm trying, and I'm believing, and I'm trying. The thing that comes in me is like, you're going to be like this for the rest of your life. 
I'm going to say I'm going to say something to tie all this together because she talked about standing in the promises but what she didn't talk about is the way to stand in the promise is by not wavering in unbelief and I'm going to I'm going to say this transparently and as I've been praying for some things to happen in my life I heard the Holy Spirit gently rebuke me and you know what he said it's going to shock you it's going to shock you He said, he turned, he spoke James chapter uh, 1 and 2 to me. He said, those who are believing for God, let him not doubt. For if he doubts, he's, a unsta- he's unstable in all his ways. Don't let, don't think that that man will receive anything from the Lord. And I said, Lord, I admit I'm doubting. I admit I'm struggling because uh, by faith, I know the right thing to say. But in my heart, it's like, it's never going to happen. I'm just going to be, I'm being transparent. This thing, this thing will never change. This thing, this thing will never leave my body. So I have to fight doubt, right? Now, I want to say this very clearly. There's a difference between fighting and kicking and screaming doubt than to give in to doubt. So God wants to make this clear to you. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting and kicking and screaming, but I'm not giving in to it. There's sometimes that the voice of doubt is very convincible. But I want us to just look at the screen and I want you to see what the Bible says about Abraham. Abraham did not waver at the promises of God through what? Come on, shout it with me. This is the key. He did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Now watch this. This this is key. Being fully convinced. I, 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 I don't think I'm there yet. I don't think I'm fully convinced. I, I, I was like, yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I want to get there. I want to be like I'm fully convinced. Abraham said, I'm fully convinced that what God had promised Watch this. He was also able to perform. And therefore, it was accounted unto him for righteousness. What what, what was accounted to him for righteousness? The ability to not have unbelief when everything they see is contrary to what they're believing for. So I want everyone to stand up today. And here's my prayer and my challenge to you. Rosie was transparent in how she felt. I wanted to be transparent, and sometimes my battles that I face is the whisper of the enemy saying, you could keep going to all these doctors. Nothing's going to change. And guess what? So far, nothing has changed. So the strength of doubt can be stronger when I don't see anything changing. Does that under- do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? But the scripture says, according for you to to overcome doubt you don't have to see things change here's the key are you ready you just have to be fully convinced oh there it is fully convinced that what he promised it's up there he is able to do it say fully convinced say fully convinced are you fully convinced that your marriage can get better are you fully convinced that you can be healed of that infirmity I'm, I'm just talking to you. Are you fully convinced that that wayward child 
can come home and that in the future, though you don't see it now, are you fully convinced that the promises of God are greater than what you see? How do you get to that level? You have to fight. And sometimes you just have to rebuke doubt. And I've repented for doubt. I said, Lord, I shake this off. I don't want to doubt. And I kept saying to myself, Lord, that man in the Bible said, help my unbelief. I'm saying that to you right now. Like, God wants you to be real with him. So I want you to close your eyes right now. We're going to call for prayer right now. Some of you in this room, and you heard testimonies today. And some of you, you've seen, uh, just for example, you've seen Rosie's kids and you've been friends with them. You've seen the dark paths that they've chosen. But now you see them here today in March 2022, and they're all serving the Lord. And they made and they repented and they came back and they got healed. This is a sign. Oh, yes, I hear that. I see that. I see that. I want all Rosie's kids to come up here quickly. I want you, I want, I want all the Rosies and Frank's kids to come up here. And I want you to face in a straight line. Come here. I want you to face the congregation. Hallelujah. Give me a hug, Mindy. You can't get close to me without giving me a hug. Straight line, guys. Straight line. Straight line. I want you to spread out. I just I just saw this in my spirit. Come here. Come here. Right here. Somewhere right here. Okay. All these people, all these beautiful people, men and women of God, have all have all went astray one day at their time. All of them. But these guys stuck and held to the promises. I could touch them. They're here. They're not far away. And all of them now are serving the Lord. And I could touch them. It's not far out there. It's here right now. They represent your unseen promises. You're like, I can't see it. I can't touch it. I can't believe for it. I, I don't, but I don't, I just don't think that's going to happen. This is proof. I'm touching it right now. That this woman of God, the devil try to get her. She's worshiping for the Lord now. This woman of God had tremendous hurt with the relationship. She's serving the Lord now. She's worshiping the Lord. This man of God is here. He has a beautiful wife. And he's serving the Lord. And he could have ran. He could have ran from the church. But he stayed. And this beautiful woman of God told me times, Pastor George, forgive me, because there was times that I came in messed up. And you didn't know it. I came in with a hungover. You didn't even know it. Guess what? She's here. She repented. She's about to get engaged. And she's serving God. She's on our worship team. Why do I say that? Because I could touch them. They're now the fulfilled promise of what they've been praying for for years. They're, you're in your promised land. Can I say this? You could be in your promised land if you just believe and don't waver. I want you to close your eyes. There's a promise right now. I feel the Holy Spirit. I want you to look at them. I want you to look at them. This is your promise. This is the fulfillment of your promise. Look at this family. 
All of them are serving the Lord. It can happen to you. If you're here today, I want you to take a good look because this is what your promise looks like. You can't touch it yet, but you will. You will. If you just believe, if you just believe, and you don't waver, that's all he's asking. Don't waver. Can you believe? Can you wait until this happens? Really quickly, Frank, because I want to get into the... But the one scripture that I stand on the most is that some plant, some water, but God is the only one that will give the increase. And you as parents, you are the ones that most of the time are doing the planting. And God showed me this, that plant is the dirtiest part of that whole process. Planting, you're getting your fingers dirty. You're getting in the ground, you're getting tired. And somebody else will come by and do the watering. But thank God for that watering. Thank God for that watering. And just let God give the increase. Be not weary in well-doing. For in due season, you will reap if you faint not. I'm going to give you a prophetic clue. If you're just about feeling to giving up, that means your promise is right around the corner. Because the Bible says... You will reap if you faint not. So if you're about to give up, maybe, just maybe, the promise is right around the corner and the enemy is increasing his volume to say, "Uh uh-oh, they're about to get their promise. Let's convince them to just throw in the towel. So quickly, if you're here in this room and there's a promise that you've been waiting for, a specific one that is, uh, is bringing hurt to you right now, I feel that right now. It's bringing, there's, a, there's a pain involving the promise that you're not seeing. There's a pain involving that. And I feel the Lord moving all over this room. If you're saying, I just need grace. Here's the key. I need grace to stay standing, to f- see the promises fulfilled and not give up. And I want to be able to not waver. I want you to raise your hand if that's you. Come on. I want to be able to not waver. Come on, I wave, wave at me. Come on. Come on, there it is. It's okay. You can wave your hands if you're saying, don't be embarrassed. That's a, that's a lie of the enemy. Raise your hand if, you're, if there's something that you want to see and you've been believing for and it's painful to you. I believe it's time to be transparent with yourself and with people that you love. Here's what I'm hearing from the Lord before we pray is this. Some of you need to Maybe change your approach. Some of you need to stop being silent. And then some of you need to stop being rude. Just show the love of God. But some of you need to actually open up. You're trying to be so strong in your own self that you're keeping everything a secret. I hear that so strongly. The Lord says, end the secret. Open up and see the promises fulfilled. Because this right here, is a journey and it took a long painful time guess what 
they all have to experience darkness in order to achieve this moment right here. So right now, I want you to see these, these young adults and these women and men. And I want you to see them that your promises are not too far off. They're closer than you think. So if that's you, raise your hand one more time. Man. What if, look at me, what if your promises could speak to you? What if your promises are standing in front of you right now and say, don't give up. It's coming. Guess what I'm going to do? All the people who raise their hands, stand in front of these people right here. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I know you guys weren't prepared for this. Just stand in front of them. Stand in front of them. This is your promise. This is your promise. Your promise is going to speak to you. Come on, just put your hands on them. There you go. There you go. There you go. Put your hand on the promise. There you go. Put your hands on the promise. Come closer. <laughs> Mama, she can't bullshit Come on, get closer. Touch your promise. Touch your promise. Touch your promise. Come on, come on. Come on, Jessica. Come on, come on. I want you to touch them. Touch your promise. Touch your promise. That's your promise. Just touch it. Touch it. Touch it. You can see it. You can touch it. Come on, just touch it right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, come on, begin to pray the promises of God over them. Begin to pray the promises of God over them. Oh, I can see the promises of God coming to pass. Bring restoration to families. Bring healing to families. Come on, you can touch it. You can touch your promises. It's right there. It's here. It's right now. Don't give up. That's right. Don't give in. You will win if you don't quit. Come on, keep standing. Keep believing. Don't waver. Come on, come on, come on. Don't give up. Come on, touch your promise. Touch your promise. Touch them. Touch it. It's your marriage. It's your kids. It's your business. It's your family. Come on, these are proof that the promises of God. Don't give up. Don't give up. I believe strength, grace to believe, grace to stand, grace to not give up. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, your marriage will be whole. Your family will be saved. Your spouse will know the Lord. Your children will come back to the Lord. Your ministry is not broken. I release restoration right now to broken dreams and promises right now, right now. See, there's something prophetic happening. You're actually, these are the promises of God that were fulfilled for a long time of believing. And I want you to touch them and say, this is my promise. Come on. This is my promise. Reach out and touch one of them as a sign of faith. This is my promise. I can touch it. It's close. It's not far. It's here right now. Come on. Come here. Come on. Come here. It's here right now point of contact there it is that's my promise i'm touching my promise i release healing and restoration right now i release hope don't give up we don't quit let's sing that song one more time joanne come on don't give up come on come on prophesy over there promises of god prophesy thank you for tuning in for more information about us please visit remnant christian center dot com.